Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. Today, I have Sasha Mayer from Mamava here with me. And I'm really excited to talk with you, Sasha. We want to talk all about this really cool idea you had to support women as they are traveling with their young kids. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tell me what inspired you to create your product, Mamava, and then explain to our listeners what exactly it does for breastfeeding or feeding moms. Many years ago now, I have an 18 and a 16-year-old, but I worked for a design studio and I loved my job. And I'm based in Burlington, Vermont. And most of our clients and and most of the world is not based in Burlington, Vermont. So when I had my kids, I wanted to continue to breastfeed after I returned to work. And I had a really supportive employer and I had a private office. So I had the, the privilege of being able to use my breast pump when I was at work. But when I was on the road visiting clients or going to conferences, I found the only kind of private location to do the the logistics of using a breast pump, setting all of that up, finding either a battery source or a plug was often a restroom. So fast forward to today, we've created a freestanding lactation suite, which most folks see in airports and public locations, but really have been placed everywhere moms work and go, including healthcare centers and stadiums and distribution centers. But it really came from a personal belief that we could do better and that can, good design can actually you know, help facilitate good decisions by employers and help parents. Absolutely. Well, okay. So about how long has the company been around? How long have you been doing this? So we put our first pilot or prototype in, in the end of 2013, and we hired our first employees at the end of 2015. So not too long. Okay. Yes. Because about three years ago, I literally was going through the airport. I do not remember where I was, but I was going through an airport and I saw a mom of us station. And I literally took a picture. And then every time that I see one in any airport now for whatever, I'm like, this is, this is brilliant. Let me just talk about the stats on breastfeeding in America real quick for people so that they understand how critical it is to help support moms who do choose or who are able to breastfeed. So we know that America comes in last compared with other industrialized company or countries when it comes to moms who are able to breastfeed for any extended period of time for their babies. The American Academy recommends or has recommended in the past six months of exclusive breastfeeding and then adding in solids and then attempting to breastfeed up to a year the numbers drop off significantly after the first couple of weeks for some really good reasons. 
including lack of support from lactation consultants, also no paid parental leave in the United States, which makes it very difficult as moms are trying to plan back to work. But by the time we get to that six month time period, it's abysmal in America. And it's really not mom's fault. It's about a lack of support. And I think we saw as the formula shortage came around, we just, we wrote an article in Fortune for this uh, recently, my company, about how really the formula shortage brings to light the socioeconomic discrepancies that are there for many women in the United States and why we're at this place and why women are now having to grab as much formula as they can off of the shelves as a result of this shortage. So I see what you're doing really as an effort in the end to be increasing those breastfeeding rates. Is that what you guys were thinking about as you you were starting the company? Absolutely. That it is, it's infrastructure that supports this fundamental human function (laughs) that, that women want to have an authentic choice to actually make when they have children. Even the design was really deliberate in terms of starting a conversation. We didn't create something that was kind of hidden or looked like another type of object the pods themselves look very unique and they call attention to themselves. Our logo, we call it the Happy Breast logo. It is very similar because we understand it's not just for the parents who might need this as a, as a resource for you know setting up their pump or and pumping, but also for taking a break with an infant, containing another child in maybe a busy environment. But beyond that, it's about the broader conversation with that employer, with the facilities people who are managing a location. So we are part of a conversation. So it's, you know, when I was breastfeeding, it felt very hidden. It felt like this third job. I had my family, I had my work, and then I had this breastfeeding thing that I needed to do. So I was committed to do that for at least a year. But it felt like there was no design or no conversation about it. And it was almost like you had to apologize to take the break to do it in a, you know, the business context. So that's really a a big part of of what we've set out to do. And I think that there has been change and momentum. So my co-founder, Christine Dodson, and I, when we first started this, about 74% of women initiated breastfeeding. And now that number has ticked up to 84%. So that's really meaningful that at least... Women are trying, healthcare and providers are, I think, greatly influencing that as well. But as you said, it's when they return to work, if they don't have the support, when it, it makes it really untenable. And yeah, with the formula crisis, it just puts even sharper focus on the lose-lose kind of situation parents are in. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the design itself inside and about... Does it become then the employer's responsibility or the airport's responsibility then to clean and sanitize the areas or to maintain them? Or does your company do that part as well? No, we do sell our units outright. And the idea is that they've been designed for food prep. So very simple interior, very easy to clean and wipe down for our public facing units. We do have designs that are for back of house or or private employers. And the expectation is that the Mm -hmm. facility takes care of them and cleans them. And we do also hope that our parents who are using them aren't using them responsibly and kind of thinking of the next person who's in there. We have some calls to action in the unit saying, you know, leave the unit clean. We have, you know, wipes and 
different cleaning supplies that are offered as part of our packages. So most of the time they're taken, they're well cared for. And the good news is we have a mobile app. So we often hear from parents who have had a less than experience or a great experience. So we can kind of keep track of the fleet in that way. I also would imagine that most moms, not all moms who are using this to breastfeed, I mean, really your alternative is to go into the bathroom stall at the airport or to be full or at the whatever facility, you know, and maybe not your employer because they're required to provide a, a place for you, but in, in areas of transport at a, at a stadium is to go into the bathroom stall, hang your stuff up. It's very dirty in there. And so that people want to kind of keep this space for lack of a better word, sacred, or that they want to keep it because they realize what the alternative is for their fellow women. If they're having to feed in these other spaces. I definitely remember bringing all my pumping supplies to a Giants game and standing in the stall and like praying that nothing fell into the toilet. (laughs) So this is a significant improvement over that. Absolutely, Aaron. And often pumping and dumping, as they say, if you're not happy with the quality of the environment where you've, you know, produced that milk, moms tend to throw that throw it away and that's not ideal either because it's we know liquid gold in in terms of how hard it is to to be feeding your baby and and producing well for for many parents how cost accessible are the units tell me about how much it costs for an employer because you know i think that employers are becoming so much more woke about the idea that they have to listen a little bit more to the needs of their employees that they have that we've had this you know great resignation that happened right when covid happened where a lot of women left the workforce and that employers are understanding that you know a happy hour isn't good enough you know extra like vacation bonus isn't good enough that really what employees a lot of times are needing especially for parents are things like caregiving help or they're needing help with basic functions like feeding their babies if they want to return back to work. So how cost-effective are these units? Yeah, it absolutely signals. Even if you're not a parent, you might be one in the future. So having this kind of infrastructure signals that you're supportive and aware of, you know, the need to be supportive of all employees. They start at, and in the private setting especially, we have units that start at $10,000 and basically go up from there depending on customizations. The units, the very large units that can accommodate wheelchairs and then the airports that might have custom graphics on them go into the 20,000 range. So pretty accessible, especially when you consider it's all powered. It has all the furnishing. It can be installed in two hours for our smallest units. And so it's a a quick fix. We often do hear from employers who haven't thought about this until the fact that they're realizing, oh my gosh, this person's coming back to work in two weeks and we haven't figured it out. Or they thought they could use a spare conference room, but then there becomes, you know, tension over a shared space like that. So it is better to have a designated lactation space. We definitely recommend that. Mama, it is here and available for download. It's the new Modern Mamas Club app. We are so ready to join you on your personal journey from conflicted to centered. We want to take you on an evidence-based path from feeling conflicted all the time, from feeling pulled in all kinds of directions, from feeling burnt out to feeling really purposeful and aligned 
as you move through your working motherhood experience, no matter what is happening around you. So go check it out in the App Store. Well, I actually feel like that's incredibly accessible. I think it's a much higher number. And I love that because I'm thinking about just, you know, diversity, the inclusion, thinking about businesses that might have employees that are at a lower socioeconomic status, people in distribution centers. I mean, places where you might have to have volume of these centers. And yeah, you're right. Be difficult in a manufacturing you know, center to create a separate room where people could go or multiple separate rooms where people could go to perform this basic function. What's been some of the pushback, any pushback at all that you mean from employers or things that you think are interesting in terms of just the conversation around supporting women conversations with people you're sending this idea to where you've thought like, wow, I'm really surprised or things you've been pleasantly surprised by. We really don't get a lot of pushback. I think that this is a bipartisan issue. We often, even from you know gentlemen in the facilities trade who you might not expect to be very much aware of this are. They are parents or grandparents and um, have experienced through their partners the challenges yeah. of what it means to be a breastfeeding mom. Yeah. In the very beginning, there was more educating we had to do. We have to do less and less of that. And sometimes we heard pushback from folks who didn't understand that we are about enabling choice, like you're trying to hide breastfeeding. And they often were coming from a very privileged position of either, you know, culturally being super fine with it or the fact that they didn't have to work outside the house, didn't understand the function of pumping, (laughs) didn't understand sort of the dynamics of what a baby needs. I always say that my first child would breastfeed anywhere. My second one was extremely distractible. So in order to keep her, you know, focused, I would want more of a contained space. So in general, people are really supportive of this though. Well, and I would think too, I'm assuming, you correct me if I'm wrong, but that you don't have to necessarily be breastfeeding only in the space. So you could be bottle feeding your baby Absolutely. if you wanted to within the yep. space. Yeah. I agree with that, actually. my And I, this is the other thing that I think is important to remember, you know, for neurodivergent kids, like my first daughter, you know, she had a terrible time once she got to a certain age with having any type of outside stimuli if we were breastfeeding. So the ability to go into a closed in space where I could be less anxious, not because I was embarrassed about breastfeeding, but just because her feeding was always like messy and she was anxious and then I would get anxious. So to be able to be where all I have to focus on is she and I, and not what am I doing with my clothing and what's happening with people who are looking at me and whatnot. It wasn't about modesty. It was Absolutely. just about being able to remove external stimuli to be able to then focus in on her. Yeah. Again, yeah, we design it's a designed experience that didn't exist. You know, adult humans have a place where they can sit and uh, and um, feel comfortable in an environment specifically for eating. And babies really don't, besides, you know, maybe that beautiful nursing chair in the nursery. But when you're out and about, that that can be a challenge. Tell me about how this works in terms of like 
it's making me think about like chest feeding parents or mm-hmm. parents who are maybe non-binary or, you know, transsexual parents. Is there like transgender parents? Are there any types of like rules that you have around using it? Is it all comers? Tell me how that works. Yeah, that's really been a great and interesting challenge for us because we're learning along the way and we absolutely, it's for all comers and you will see that we have even modified some of our language. As an example, on our mirrors, we have communication like looking good mama is what it used to say. And now it just says looking good because we do feel like it's, we want to be inclusive. Yes. Many people obviously identify as, as mother and we can kind of take an approach where it's like, we call it like the escalators, the stairs, the elevator, as long as we're, you know, at the very highest level, including all parents, we have in particular around language been able yeah. to address that. And hopefully folks feel regardless of how they identify. And it's probably really important for some people, transgender people who maybe especially feel like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to chest feed in front of everyone. They may just want that privacy even more than, than some parents or especially for pumping. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I understand that within your app, you have an actual Mamava locator as well. Yes. So if moms or people, breastfeeding people or chest feeding people want to then locate a place, they could look ahead to pre-plan. You know, all of us anxious mamas want to pre-plan wherever we're going. So there's a way for them even to find out if there's a Mamava at their stadium location or at the airport or... Okay. And, and they also, the app also includes about 4,000 other locations that are public lactation rooms. So we can have that scale to not just mama va pods. And most of our pods require the app to access. The app is free, but we realized kind of early on, particularly in the public settings, that we wanted to create a little bit of friction. So not just anybody would go and like spend their layover <laughs> resting in one of our pods or, or yeah. what have you. So the app also interacts with the lock on the units and allows the parent to, to open it. And as I said, it just helps a little bit to manage the access. So not everybody is, you know, going in there. It tends to work to, to work pretty well for that. Yeah. I mean, that's always been my big question is how do you can, I understand the privacy of when you go into the room, you're Mm -hmm. private, but then how do you either let people know that it's in use or don't create a big long line of just like people who want a little nap in there. (laughs) Yeah. And the app has that too. It has the ability for you to see how long the last user was in there. So you can say, oh, that person's been in there 15 or 20 minutes. They're probably due to come out in the next 10 minutes or so versus going to find another location. Yeah. Okay. So tell me your vision for Mamava because I feel like it really is. I don't, I don't mean to be too dramatic, but I feel like that this is a revolution in the way that we can support moms and, and, and caregivers in giving them the privacy that they need, the space they need, either for themselves or for their children, the accessibility that they need. But then at the same time, because the pods are so beautiful and out there and independent, that it's highlighting like when you go into that, you're like saying you have a poster around you that says, I am a feeding person and I am doing the job of feeding this individual. So what is your big goal? What are your dreams for Mamava? Yeah. So I think we've only really scratched the surface in terms of actually solving the problem, especially Mm -hmm. for those folks who are more on the hourly wage end of things. There's 
much more grave numbers around breastfeeding rates in the BIPOC community. So mm-hmm. f- focusing on that, on that, the places where those folks work, leaning in towards influencing legislation. Unfortunately, the PUMP mm-hmm. Act was legislation that did not pass this year, but we're continuing to kind of influence and, and, and try to do grassroots activities to get more folks to support that and go to their congressional delegation to, to show, to say how important that is. So more pods in more places, absolutely. An expansion of the app to make it an even more functional tool. Again, to sort of more thought leadership around the need for design for lactating people is really what I'm interested in. Because again, it's, it's about elevating that conversation. So it's not as, as maybe as hidden as it has been in the past, that it's like, it is a fundamental human experience and function that everybody should have the opportunity to engage with. And, you know, who can deny the importance of, of parents and babies, you know, especially totally. now. Yep. So that's really what my focus is these days. Awesome. I love it. Sasha, tell us where people can find out more about Mamava, if they want it for their own place of employment, if they want to call their local stadium and say, you should have this year, call their airport. Tell us where to find you. So the probably the best place because it has all the resources is on our website, mamava.com, M-A-M-A-V-A.com. Can link to social media on Instagram at Mamava VT, on Facebook at Mamava. And we're also on LinkedIn for the businesses. We have a lot of great content that we share on LinkedIn that can help, particularly in the HR side of things. And for parents, we're especially proud of our content uh, around compliance and the law. So we have content on our website that shows state-by-state analysis of lactation laws and what the rights of the parent are as an employee or, you know, in an airport context. So that's very popular for our, in terms of traffic to our website. And I would recommend checking that out if, if parents are interested. And then, then of course, the, the best is the, the app itself, downloading that app. And it puts you in touch with all of our units and about 4,000 other locations that are public, as well as some great content that connects back to our website. Awesome. I love it. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you guys next time. Hey mama, if you want more of the modern mommy doc podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag modern mommy doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.